Welcome to Flip the Switch on Life podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Marie. I'm an embodiment life coach here to help you live an empowered and soulful life. I guide women towards self-healing to take back their power so that they can start living life by their own rules and embrace their true authenticity. This podcast is your go-to where I will be giving you all the tools and resources to start the process of self-healing, doing the deep inner work, and developing your spiritual wellness. There is so much power in embodying your true self, but we often allow fear and comfortability control our lives, keep us playing small, and settling for less than we deserve. By learning to rewire your subconscious, you will discover your truest and your highest self. You will learn how to take back control and flip the switch on your life. So thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome back to another week. I'm so excited to delve deeper into this episode. Man, I am fired up. (laughs) So, so, so fired up. We're diving deeper into all things around amplifying, finding, and expanding your voice as a creator, as a pain-to-purpose story, as someone who has wanting to shift their trauma into treasure. (laughs) And I have an amazing guest, Shay Sparks, on the show today. And she is a energetic catalyst, fearless communicator who sparks leaders to find, use, and share their voice through coaching, podcasts, and publications so they can go from fear to fired up about their life and business. We dive into Shay's personal stories and how she was abused in her relationship and how that was the catalyzer for her to really start anchoring into her own voice and being an advocate for women and for other business owners to really start stepping into leadership and owning their voice. So take out a pen and paper with this one, pause, take your time because she is just giving us so many golden nuggets to take away to really allow us to find our voice. Hello, my beautiful humans, and welcome back to another episode. I am so excited to dive into all things energy, utilizing your voice, and so excited to have a good friend of mine, Shay, that's on the show today. She and I met probably like five, six months ago at Master Practitioner Training, Neuro-Linguistic Programming. So really excited to have her on today. So hi, Shay. How are you doing? Jessica, thank you so much for having me. I'm well. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. We just talked like a couple days ago. I was on her podcast. So I wanted to, you know, bring, bring that fire, bring that heat back to the (laughs) flip the switch on life podcast too. So I'm so excited to dive in today. I think there's so many things that we can riff on. uh, But something that really spoke to me when we were talking was this like, energetic catalyst Mm -hmm. and how you are utilizing your own intuitive and energetic gifts to help people really find their voice and step into their own leadership, whether that is in their um, coaching business or you've mentioned um, podcast business or really anything. And I think at the end of the day, like you just said before we clicked record, it is the predecessor of everything is finding your voice. And I can relate to that so much. So Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to dive into this today with you. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So 
can you just start us off with a little bit of like your background and, you know, again, you've shared a lot of um, diving deeper into fear and coach coaching and Reiki and energy work. So yeah, tell us where all of these um, gifts started to like enhance for you. Mm. So uh, gosh, I'll take you back to uh, a time when I had just gotten out of abusive relationship, uh, physically, verbally, Mm. Um, financially abusive. Mm. And uh, we were together for 12 years. It's a very long backstory that I actually share on my podcast several episodes, several seasons ago, the whole story. And it's uh, tumultuous and it's a secret life. And there's just all this stuff. And um, he was in a car accident and I was able to get away. And the immediately I started to get help. I started to go to, I went to a counselor, I started coaching, started reading books, started really diving in and investing in healing me. Mm. And as I was doing that, um, I was also a hairstylist in my career. And as I was peeling away the layers of the onion that I am, that we all are, you know, a, a hair client would come in and, you know, we'd be like, what, what's going on? What's new? What's happening in your world? And they would share. And then they would say the same thing to me. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, you're never going to believe what I learned about myself today or this week or lately. I am emotionally unavailable. I am unwilling to be vulnerable and really say what I mean to say. I like to wrap things in sarcasm, which I learned that is really anger in a clown suit. Mm. And um, I don't really like to be able to share what's really going on because what if they reject me? What if they don't like me? What if, you know, there's all these things they're going to think, who do you think you are? Like all these thoughts that I was having. And I said, so how do you be authentically you? So I had to ask the questions to my clients, my hair clients, right? And they're like, gosh, listening to you, I realize I don't really do that either. And <laughs> That's I, how it happens, right? Right. It's like and, this like reflective of like, wait, but you're actually speaking your truth by even just owning your truth in that regard. Yeah. And so it was really fascinating to find out how many married uh, women out there or married men too, uh, they were my clients too, were not really being authentic and genuine with themselves mm. so that they couldn't be authentic and genuine with them, their spouse. Yeah. So then they came back to me and they were like, well, first of all, what did you learn to do? And I said, well, I learned that I was very scared to be vulnerable. Like I had this like huge fear that if I shared what was really going on, I'm I'm going to die. Like, mm-hmm. ugh, like it was like, like a yeah. choke to my throat. Yeah. And uh, they were like, oh, that's kind of how I feel too. So what are you doing about it? And I said, well, I'm learning to just take a step and take a breath and, and kind of breathe through saying what it is I really need to say mm. and say what I mean and mean what I say rather than being snarky or, you know, funny or anything like that. And they're like, wow, that's really great. Good for you. And then four to six weeks, they would leave and then come back, you know, for their next uh, appointment. And they would like, oh my gosh, you're never going to believe what happened because of what you said. I changed the relationship with my boss or my kids or my spouse Mm -hmm. or my parents or my team, because I really stepped into my vulnerability and the fear of that and really saying what I mean and mean what I say. And then the whole relationship shifted. 
And I was like, really? They're like, yeah, you are onto something. I don't know. But like, you should be a coach. You should write a book, start a podcast, become a motivational speaker. And have you ever considered that? And I was like, well, in the back of my head, I was like, yeah, I kind of have thought of that. But <laughs> at the time, I really didn't have the confidence in myself. Yeah, yeah. And so I really, and I got this a lot. I mean, thank goodness I had people for the first time in my life, I'm in my mid thirties at this point, first time in my life, I had people speaking life into me. I didn't have that growing up. Mm. And so it was really phenomenal because I was that person that would like push away a compliment like, oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah, uh-huh, sure, sure. You're really, you're just saying that in my mind. Right. And so finally I was like, wait, what if they're right? Mm. And what if I just borrowed their confidence in me and went down this route of learning how to become a coach, start a podcast, write a book, become a speaker? I learned a new skill. Yeah. So what? I mean, I can still do what I've been doing. And if I learn a new skill, great in the process. And so that's really how my journey began. Um, but it was really starting with sharing my voice, them learning from it, sharing their own voice and then coming back and giving me the confidence boost that I needed that I didn't even know I was looking for. I love what you said about borrowing their confidence. Yeah. Um, I think that's something to really, really sit with and digest mm -hmm. um, anyone listening, because I'm sure they're, you know, a lot of, a lot of our really good friends or people that really see the real us, if you will, um, they always share these like, really beautiful notes of ourselves. Like, wow, you have a beautiful voice or like, you're so, um, you're, you have such natural beauty or like you have such a talent of like holding space, whatever that is. And I think a lot of the times we've like, we've deflected it because we don't want to believe that that's true, but all the negative things were like, cool. Yeah. Let me, let me soak that in. And I love the, like what you just shared of borrowing people's confidence because it's like, let me start embodying and emulating how you how you see me. Mm -hmm. And I can relate to that story because when I was going through um, a really like low time in my corporate career at the time, I wanted to shift jobs. I was hating going to work every day. And at the same time, I gained like the 30 pounds in five months. So I was like battling my body and figuring and like all of the like self image stuff. And mm -hmm. at the same time, battling what I was going to do with my career. And I remember I was sitting on the counter uh, kitchen table sitting at the kitchen table and my roommate at the time was like have you ever thought about becoming a personal trainer and I was like they don't make money and she's like well you're in Los Angeles like yeah they do and they can mm -hmm. totally make a lot of money and a lot of them are their own independent um, contractor or CEO or whatever and that like sparked something in me because if it wasn't maybe for I'm sure eventually I would have figured it out but without her saying that I never thought it was possible. And then I started looking for opportunities to make that possible, right. seeing other people on social media who were fitness influencers, who became coaches and et cetera. So I love the story that you're sharing of um, you just expressing yourself and your voice and probably felt like a safe outlet for you at the time. And then your clients like, like just mirroring back, like, actually, yes, you can do this. And I think, again, something to just like extend here for a moment for the people listening is that look, if you're feeling doubtful, whether that is in your relationship or your skill set or shifting in transition, wherever you are in your career or 
whatever, really thinking about the compliments people give you and who you're going to for advice. And when people are sharing, like you could be doing this or you could be shifting this, something to really think about is that you can borrow confidence until yeah. you, you know, like they say, fake yeah. it till you make it. And I think there is some validity to that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and I, I want to bounce off that, the fake it to the make it thing. So it's not about being inauthentic. It's not about right. lying. What it really is, is going through what I call a curious exploration Love that. And just being curious about, well, what, well, wait, what, what does that look like? What if they're right? You know, yeah. I think often, especially as, as, as society over the past, you know, 50 decades or 50 years, we've had this, this thing where if you compliment someone too much and they get a big ego and we don't want that and, you know, all of that. But then what ends up happening is then we literally, like you said, deflect every compliment that ever comes our way. Mm -hmm. So what if you look at the compliment as, huh, well, what if they're right? How cool would that be to be known as someone who has natural beauty and a good voice and a beautiful like, oh, well, how cool would that be? And to look at the lens instead of the fear Mm. of what a lot of times we come from, especially with our childhood experiences, that we come from the lens of curiosity and exploration and going, huh, well, what would that be? What could I be? And what if I leaned into that, like you said, sit with that for a minute and just see what happens. Mm, Yeah. So much, so much goodness there. And I think all of us could take a page out of that playbook because we could really start to shift our life if we start to look at things that way. And we're so, I think that psychologically and neurologically, we're always looking for those like negative factors, right? Because I think the ego is like, that's safe. I can navigate that. Like I low key, I talk to myself that way. Right. But then it's like when the positives come out or positive experiences, positive compliments, it's, it's hard for us to fully digest it. And I think that we're at some degree, like we've all grown up in a way where we're in survival mode. And of course, like we're all reprogramming ourselves and we're really focusing on stepping deeper into authenticity and self-expression. But there are those like little stems, like we can just be frank, like it is easier to like bash ourselves and to to praise ourselves. And we need to start looking at the societal conditioning and the, like you said, like the, the decades that we've been under a certain way of living, being, doing that is still in our DNA that we have to start shifting. And so it's so important. And I want to, I want to pivot a little bit into um, you shifting into this, you know, coach now that you are and helping people find their voice. So Take us a little bit on that journey of like, what was it like for you to find your own voice and how did you start to help other people? Because it sounds like that was like a big nucleus for you of like your why of starting your entire business. Yeah. So uh, I just kept sharing and sharing with my, my hair clients. And then as time went on, it was, I couldn't even tell you how many months, maybe four to five, six months. Um out of the blue that I didn't see, you know, it's kind of, I always say that when the student is ready, the teacher appears and when the teacher mm-hmm. is ready, the student appears. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden out of the blue, there was about five to six women who showed up who were sharing with me their uh, toxic relationship, mm. um, their abusive 
situation that they were in that they would never have used the word abuse or toxic. And honestly, I didn't either. Mm -hmm. Uh, So as they would share with me, I started to think, okay, what is it that I really wished someone had said to me and uh, during my time? So I just reflected that back to them and said, um, ask them questions like, so is this, does this feel like a positive love or does this feel like an unhealthy negative love? And um, is this really how you want the next, you know, 20, 30, 50 years to continue? Because I had one woman, she was in her early 20s and she was like, well, uh, she had been um, auditioned for um, professional football teams cheerleader. And she was telling me about her boyfriend and he was not there and he was not really like wanting her to do this. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to go get a job over here, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, but I'm going to stay here. And she's focused on their future and he's focused on him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I said, so is this what you want for the rest of your life? And she's like, no, but once we get married and have kids, it'll be changed. And I said, yeah, that's <laughs> what I thought too. I read this book <laughs> called women who love too much, which really should be called mm-hmm. people who love too hard. And it shows that we fall in love with the potential Mm -hmm. of the person and not the reality of the person. And that was like the most like poof, a hit to my head, hit like a brick Mm -hmm. wall, like reality check, like, oh my God, I've spent my whole life like that. So when I started to share that and they were like immediately getting it, like immediately understanding, I was like, huh, I guess maybe I need to continue to talk to to women who've been in toxic relationships. And then my accountant of all things actually called me up and said, Hey, uh, we're doing this event at a battered women's shelter. And I would love if you would do um, the white sister's hair. Would you be interested in doing that? And I'm like, sure. You know, I was in an abusive relationship, right? And she was like, no, you never told me that story. Uh, she's like, will you share your story? Mm. And I was like, Sure. And so I did share my story and to just have so many come up to me afterwards and was like, I really resonated with what you were saying. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because I spent, you know, as I was writing it, I spent one paragraph talking about the abuse. That's it. Mm -hmm. And six pages later talking about why it's important to heal. Oh, love that. And because it doesn't matter what the abuse is, right? We've all been through stuff. It's about why it's so important to heal. Yeah. And so when I started to share that the next morning I was in the shower, which is, you know, water, I think brings on such amazing like epiphanies and thought processes and downloads that all of a sudden I got very clearly how to get your voice back. And I was like, whoo, I don't know what that is. I need to write that down and come back to it. And then it was about two years later, um, uh, I was actually working with a coach to start my coaching business. And he was like, oh, you need to write this video script for your website and, you know, talk about all about what you do. And I was like, isn't that why I hired you? I mean, why are you asking me to do <laughs> And so I was like, well, I mean, okay. And for whatever reason, it was one day I got this very strong feeling like today's the day, go right. And so I grabbed my laptop and I went to a mm-hmm. coffee shop and um, the internet didn't work for whatever reason. And so I had to just pull up a word a document. And I was like, okay, God, just speak through me. Uh, and 
out six hours later outpoured a book. Mm. And I sat back and I was like, oh my gosh, I think this is, I think this is a book. Wow. I think this is my first book. Oh my God, this is crazy. And then it was like, what am I going to call it? And then I was like, immediate, how to get your voice back. And I went, oh, I love right. that. Right. And so it's really a, a, a book slash journal prompts on how to um, build up your, uh, rebuild your positivity when negativity takes you down. Hmm. Oh yeah. my God. So many things there, like got so many shivers in that story. And I think all of us can resonate in a, at least a degree of some sort of abuse, whether it was physical or verbal or emotional. Um, my first I'll add financial, cause there's a lot of financial yeah. abuse that happens that we don't even talk about thinking that. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. And when we, when we really think about I think relationships specifically are just there to be mirrors of ourselves and to really reflect like the parts of ourselves we never really got um, nurtured from within our parent dynamics or caregiver dynamics. And so it's so important. I I love what you, what you stressed when you were like, when I gave that speech, I wrote one paragraph about the actual abuse, but then six pages about why it's so important to heal. And it's really like, we have to stop getting so tied up in our stories, right? you know, in the narratives, because if Mm -hmm. we start to shift the narratives and we start to focus on like what we want the outcome to be and start emulating and embodying and stepping Mm -hmm. into that person, the story doesn't really matter as much. Yes. It's going to always be a part, but it doesn't have to be the whole thing. And I think we kind of get wrapped up. And I think that's where we kind of hold back from compassion and from, um, forgiveness because it's about the person versus about our transformation in that regard. Um, so you started writing your book <laughs> that, you know, I'm sure was a big part of your business. And so tell me a little bit about like what, now that you're helping people and it sounds like helping yourself find your voice, you're helping others find their voice. Like what, what goes into finding your voice? If you were working mm-hmm. with a client or, um, anyone listening here, like you mentioned, energetic catalyst. So mm-hmm. I would love to kind of like deepen into that too. So yeah. So what does it, how, how do you help people find their voice in that regard? Yeah. So energetic catalyst, I'll tackle that first. So um, especially for business owners, I believe hiring coaches and hiring mentors mm-hmm. and, and being around um, other people, right. That, that it's just huge. And so a couple of years ago, I hired a woman to help me with my quote unquote brand message. And she has you take all these assessments and I love assessments just because they're just fun to like, look at and see. And it's kind of like your natal chart, like, okay, what does it tell about me? You know, that type of thing. What area do I need to work on? So it's just fascinating, right? Just things that you learn about yourself. And two of the tests said one, you're energetic. And the other one said, you're a catalyst. Wow. Right. Oh, I was like, what? What does that mean? And so after diving into it, and I'm trying to remember if it was around human design, like I can't remember exactly what it was around, but it was around something specific in a, in a test that they were t- giving you. And um, it was basically about how they called you a maverick and a catalyst. And you, you just don't, you emulate the change, but it's about 
being the change so that then people want to to go do it. So mm-hmm. it was like being the example. Yeah. And then they just automatically fall into line of wanting to do it too. Yeah. And I was like, really? People think that of me? <laughs> so again, it was like kind of borrowing this confidence of this, yeah. this assessment and going, wow, well, that's fascinating. And then the energy, the energetic, I was like, okay, I mean, I kind of see myself as energetic, but that wasn't, again, something I wasn't really looking for, but just to take those two words and put them together and then to say, I am mm. in front of anything, yeah. uh, which is something that I I teach and my clients, but also in the, in the book was to really focus on affirmations and I'll, I'll give everyone here, um, an, an assignment if they want, if they want to do it. So what I do is I will have people take a, a, a you know, sheet of paper or whatever and ca- hold their thoughts captive. And what that means is doing a brain dump, like write down all the negative stuff that you say about yourself and get it out on paper. And that way you can physically see it. And then um, one exercise, depending on how deeply rooted this is, is to then get an old picture of yourself as as a baby or between the ages of four and seven, like any time between birth and seven, and say those things to you, Hmm. right? Because you would never do that. You would never say these to your best friend. And yet we say them to ourselves. Every day. All the time, like on a, like it's on a loop constant, right? On repeat. So then the next thing is to then find people that inspire you or that you want to aspire to. And so then write what you find the positive characteristics in them. And so as you write them down, it's like, oh yeah, well, let's see. Uh, Jessica is beautiful. She's outspoken. She's graceful. She's amazing and, and talented and inspiring and and um, just, a, just a beautiful soul. Oh yeah, that's all of those. And then it's like, that's great. You're right. She is all of those. And we are a mirror. Hmm. So what you saw in her is actually in you. So then you write the I am in front of those and you really start to borrow the confidence of knowing that we are a mirror Hmm. and going, okay, so if I see this in her, then it is also in me. Hmm. So if that is true, if that law uh, is true, then then it must be true for me too. And so then to go to the, what else am I? What else do I want to be? And I would just journal for days on end. And like the old um, uh, thing, like I think it's Bart Simpson, those Simpsons, when he writes the, I will not, you know, throw spit as a teacher, whatever he had to do on the board, right? And they had to do that 50 times. It's because repetitive is supposed to sink into our brain. So if you did this with affirmations, imagine how that sinks into your, your, your cells, how that gets in there on a cellular level and it gets into your bones. And I, whew, I got chills saying that. And it kind of comes into where you're now, your brain is starting to go, wait, so is this, is this true? And then your feelings show up differently about yourself. Your confidence kind of show up. You're almost feeling a little bit better about yourself. Not kind of, you are, you're feeling better about yourself. You're feeling good about yourself. You're feeling more confident. 
And then that is what really guides and directs your actions. Mm-hmm. So when you get that a mindset first and then goes into the the positive emotions that's what drives your actions and then your actions you drive your results and you don't have the results you want well you got to start back at the reverse engineer it and start back at the mindset and how yeah. can you shift that so for me it all starts with the holding your thoughts captive mm, I love that that's so powerful and potent and you know, of course we learned this more in depth in NLP, but we, we, we set our goals in the conscious mind, but it's the unconscious of the results. And so I love what you're saying. It's like, if you're not feeling motivated or you're not getting those results that you want, go back to the mindset. Don't go back to the actions. It's the mindset. It's maybe you don't have a value for that. Maybe you don't um, feel like you believe in that type of thing. And that's when we self-sabotage and Mm -hmm. fear of success and all of that. And I think that's so potent. Um, Yeah, that's, that's exactly a way to really delve deeper into like where you are, where you want to go and um, who you get to be. Yes. It's so important. And so with you helping people find their voice, um, what does, I want to dive a little bit into or segue, I should say a little bit into business component, because I think that's, you know, we're both business owners, we're both coaches, we both have a social media presence. And I think that that's so imperative to really own your voice. And, you know, in in a very short, short story here is that I've been I've been coaching for about three years, three or four years, because the first year I was doing health and fitness coaching, which was coaching, but it wasn't like the deeper holding space for clients to transform coaching. So it was coaching where I was giving you a program and all of that, but it didn't, it doesn't, I don't feel like it resonates as much as like what a coach is in my, in my um, personal experience. So I would say three full years of doing this holding space for transformation coaching. And, you know, I think that it's so important to find your voice. And truth be told, I don't think it was until the beginning around 2023 that I really anchored into my voice. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it was that we have to go through a lot of our own stuff, our own trauma, our own limited beliefs. And not to say you can't start coaching now. However, when you find your voice and you know what you want to be known for and you start to speak to those things and everything will start to everything starts to shift like it's just like i don't know shay if it's for you but like just kind of like a flip of like this is it this yeah. is me and i'd love for you to speak a little bit on like why it is so important as a business owner to find your voice and is, is there any tips that you can give us to really maybe hone it in more get more granular uh, for those of us maybe that are just starting our entrepreneurial journey or any of any of us that are like really advocating for our own voice and expression. I love that question. Uh, I think it honestly, it starts like you said, you just kind of keep going. Right. So for me, I was just thinking, well, how did mine come about? So for <laughs> me, I think it's so I started off as a coach going, uh, I transformed trauma into treasure. And I was thinking again, I'm working with um, women who've been in toxic relationships. And then it, so I got approached by someone at a podcast conference who said, uh, what do you do for your coaching? And I said, oh, I transformed trauma into treasure. He's like, have you considered working with veterans? 
Mm. I was like, huh, well, that's fascinating. I meet them everywhere I go. <laughs> but I hadn't considered that yeah. um, trauma component. I can see why they say that. Okay, got it. And so I just started to be open uh, to uh, that curious exploration again, right? Mm-hmm. And really took myself out of the box of, oh, well, this is who I thought my my audience was and really focusing on what I was in alignment with source or spirit God um, and, and what doors opened. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I took a, a surrender. <laughs> I call it, I surrendered to the process and went, okay, God, what door do you want me to walk through? And who do you want me to meet? And what do you want me to learn? And who do you want me to connect with? And as soon as I did that, from that meeting that gentleman to a month later, I was uh, living part time in Washington, D.C. And I was on, found myself just out of having conversations and following the next door that opened. Uh, I was on Capitol Hill having a conversation with the Congresswoman's uh, defense fellow on wow. what is the government doing to help veterans and the military find their purpose before they go back to civilian life. Wow. And I was like, okay. I, and I was walking out of that, uh, walking out of Capitol Hill, literally walking down the street, looking around like, wait, how did I get here? <laughs> and it was more like a reflection and an acknowledgement of surrender. And just being able to go, okay, got it. So I just let go of control and said, God, what do you want for me? What, what, mm-hmm. who do you want me to meet? And I, I'm naturally a connector. So I thought, well, maybe I'm here to connect someone. So, so, and so, and I really felt like, no, this was my season of me being connected to again, refine by, by peeling away those layers, refining my own business, unique voice. Yeah. And so as time has gone on, you know, I've worked with women who've been in abusive relationships. I work with veterans re kind of rebuilding that uh, mindset. Um, and at the end of the day, it was just, again, you said 20, the beginning of the year, it was just the beginning of this year for me after working with the assessments of the catalyst, energetic catalyst to really understand that what I do at the end of the day is help people find their inner voice, which is their positive voice, not their negative one. They probably know they have a negative, but they don't, they don't pay attention to it. Right. And then help them use it. How can they use that as a catalyst for their business and then share it? I also feel like in describing everything that I do on podcast interviews with other people, really helped me hone it in into my unconscious because Mm -hmm. I was saying things and I was like, wait, I do that. It was like reading it, like reading it, the thought bubble for the first time. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I do do that. (laughs) And uh, just trusting the process. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times when we start a business, we look at people online and we're like, oh, well, they just got it together. They know what they're doing and I Mm -hmm. should have this. And they put that word should right in there and we should all over ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, right. And so instead of being curious and going, well, let it unfold because it's going to shift and change and go up and down and and it might take a step back and you might, you know, do a U-turn and go, wait, I didn't even know I was going to go here. And you're looking at the journey of entrepreneurship and the journey of finding your voice, your unique business voice and finding you in the process. And then you find who your ideal client is too, I think in the process, then 
it comes all together in alignment and God's yeah. like, okay, here you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just to echo that too, it is, it is such a journey of really diving and diving deeper into what it is and who you are. I think when we're on this journey of being of service and mostly, if not every of my podcast listeners are, have some sort of spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. So I I really want to utilize that as like a backbone here. It's like when you're on your spiritual journey, on your healing journey, Mm -hmm. there is some shit that you have to go through to really go to the depths of your soul to come out the other side and say, okay, now I think I'm starting to really get who I get to be. And just like, even like reflecting on my journey, it has been a big part of like people sharing what I'm really good at and me being like, I don't know me having to like discover it on my own and be like, okay, you were right type of thing. And then realizing that the more that I get to do within myself to like excavate all of the trauma and the belief systems and the generational societal expectations and ancestral past life stuff. When I come out of the other end of that, every time I go into my darkness and depths, I start to realize like there it's like there's another cord or a layer to like more of my voice and really mm-hmm. owning my authenticity and my unique individuality. I like to tell yes. people. Um, and so I think that's so potent that what you're sharing is that we have to really anchor into ourselves mm-hmm. and then all the other pieces come together. You know, it's like when you're a business owner, when you're starting your own business or coaching or whatnot, it's we all, we want to start with like, who's your ideal avatar? And it's like, I don't even know. Right. Like, right. Yeah. And I love what you're saying. Like get back into curiosity, get back into passion, figure out what are the things that you like to do? What are people sharing with you mm-hmm. They that they, um, that they see within you start there. And then, like you said, just continue unraveling deeper and deeper. So, oh my gosh, so many, so many nuggets there. Um, is there anything else that we should know in regards to really like owning our voice or finding our voice as an well, entrepreneur. I'm glad you asked because you yeah. mentioned about the <laughs> spiritual teachers. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot to talk about that. So I want to start off by also go- taking me down that journey. So when I was young, literally uh, between seven and 10, I started to have visions every now and then. Mm. And uh, I remember uh, sitting in Sunday school in the back row because I'm a troublemaker. So that's where troublemakers sit, right? And awesome. uh, there was... <laughs> We were learning the Easter story and there was um, a voice that came and uh, sat next to me mm. and leaned into my ear and said, hey, did you hear that? The religious people killed Jesus. So be like Jesus and love everyone. Mm. Not religious. Oof. And I went, <laughs> I know, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Got it. Yep. Okay. So there I am, a little kid, and I'm going around going, I don't believe in organized religion. And I'm spiritual. And they were like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, little kid. Um, but it was just being able to say that, I think at that age was really kind of the the catapult to to yes. me continuing to find yeah. my voice, right? Yeah. Wow. Started to be able to see things and predict things that, and it wasn't all the time. It was just every now and then. And then I went through teenagers as an alcoholic Mm. and I had so much pain and depression and suicide ideation and all of that so much so that, you know, I think I dulled and got rid of all that. 
Mm. It wasn't until my early 20s that I quit drinking that I think those powers kind of came back to me and when I was getting being able to be very uh, have clarity again. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on a, through the whole career of haircutting, I realized how making someone smile was part of doing the haircut and they would walk differently and they'd have more bounce in their their step as they would leave the salon. And I was like, wow, the healing power of a haircut. It wasn't mm-hmm. until I went through Reiki, which I had known about Reiki probably 20 years before I actually did it. Um went through Reiki that I realized, oh, what I'm really doing is clearing your crown chakra. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes so much sense. Yeah. So I feel like we are given gifts as children and we push them away because of, like you said, the ancestral, the society, the generational stuff that's put mm-hmm. on us. Mm-hmm. And it's not until this stage of life, midlife, which is, you know, 30s to, to 50s that we're really going, wait, what was it that I was on? What direction was I on when I was little? And and how did it end up here? And how can I get back to that? And and what gifts does my inner child have to give me and and direction do they have to give me? And and I really feel like that's kind of the the force that kind of led me to where I am, um, not to mention um, bringing the the church back into it. One of the things I learned as an adult that I had always thought of was uh, in the, and I'm not a biblical person or a Bible versey person, but for whatever reason, this story, I'm a storyteller. So this story is remind, uh, you know, I remember it. So there's a story where um, Jesus has passed and he comes back into the upper room and he goes back into the, to the upper room with all the disciples, which is people who follow him. And he says, I'm giving you the gift of the Holy Spirit. And he breathes a breath of fire to them. And he says, now go scatter and spread the good news of what God has done in your life. Now, mm-hmm. what I took away from that as a child is, well, so we can all heal people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if they could do that back then, why can't we do it now? Yeah, absolutely. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Of course we can do it now. So then to really hear it again later as an adult and really dive into it and go, okay, the Bible technically, typically, I should say, didn't really highlight women leaders. Mm. So when you think about, oh, I got chills again. When you think about the upper room and the disciples were there, there were women in that room as well Mm. that we are that he gave us those gifts and those gifts were put on us generationally, ancestrally, uh, past lives so that we can now in this particular time in the world, use them. Yeah. Yeah. I resonate so much with that. And I think when you're on your journey, you get to really, I think just being open to your abilities to heal yourself. And I think those really help you find your voice. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I think we could make a whole separate podcast (laughs) on the spiritual journey. Uh, However, no matter what your, what you believe in and, and where your path is taking you, believing in yourself and trusting your intuition is going to help you create a like what's the word that I'm looking for 
create a connection with your voice, create a connection with your gifts, create a connection with like what your purpose deep, like is in a more deeper way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I can just echo back just saying the more that you get to delve deeper into who you get to be, who you mm-hmm. are, the more that your voice starts to reveal itself and you'll let go of the things that are no longer serving you so that you can start really anchoring into what it is that you, what your medicine is supposed to be. Um, Shay, thank you so much for this incredible conversation. Mm -hmm. I feel so fulfilled and I know our listeners do too. And so Mm -hmm. last but not least, where can we connect with you? And is there anything that you're working on right now that we can get involved in? Yeah. So, um, you can find me at shaysparks.com. That's S H A S P A R K S.com. Uh, all my social media is there, but I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and, uh, will it always love a, a, a DM from anyone if they're listening? Um, you can check out my podcast at the shaysparksshow.com. Um, or you can find it on any podcast platform And, um, yeah, so my current project that I'm working on is talk about sharing voices. So I have a book called Firestarters Book Project, and we're looking for creative thought leaders who are the example, who are the change that they want to see in the world. And our theme for this book that's coming out next is called How to Rekindle Your Kindness, What the World Needs Now. And so we're looking for co-authors who are interested in sharing their story and collaborating inside a book with other creative thought leaders. And you can find out more at firestartersbookproject.com. Amazing. Oh, Shay, so excited for all the things that you're working on and where you're sprinkling your voice so that Mm -hmm. others can be reflected back. So thank you so much for being here. Everyone go connect with Shay, get involved in all the things that she's doing. She's doing really good stuff. So thank you so much. Mm, What a powerful episode. Coming on here just to lovingly remind you that we now have a question form to fill out. So if you would like your question answered or if you would like to hear more specific topics or hear from specific guest experts, I'm really inviting you to go to the show notes, click the link for the question form and fill out your question. It can be completely anonymous. This just helps me craft and curate the best conversations with expert leaders and also solo episodes. So again, thank you for your participation, your interaction, and listening and supporting this podcast.